This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello folks, and welcome to the Metallica Report. I'm Stefan Shirazi, editor of the band So What magazine. And I'm Renee Richardson, director of philanthropy for Metallica's foundation, all within my hands. This is the official weekly Metallica podcast, where you'll hear all the news from the band's HQ and studios deep in the heart of Northern California. This week, we'll be hanging with Lars during the wee hours in the dressing room. We'll hear from Metallica fan club chapter head Lance Martin from Magnolia Militia in our Family Matters feature. And we will spend some quality time with Wolfgang Van Halen, who tells us about being out on this M72 tour and the new Mammoth WVH album, Mammoth 2. Steph, I heard you got to spend some quality time with your son. Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. My Zach rolled into uh, L.A. with a couple of his friends and uh, we got to hang in the snake pit together, which yeah. was which was great. I mean, what a huge smile he had on his face. And he also he got chest bumped by uh, Jason Momoa. No. Uh, <laughs> right. It was really it was like Jason Momoa just runs past him and he, his eyes were beaming with enthusiasm. And he just kind of went up to Zach and he went, bro. And he like, thumped him on the chest. And Zach looks at me. He said, what? I just got chest bumped by Jason Momoa. And I'm like, do you know him? <laughs> It's kind of great. I would take that all day, every day. I might have licked him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, look, the snake pit was fantastic last night. I mean, you know, LA, full of guests. They're all over the place. And, you know, some high-profile ones and everything. But everyone was rocking out. And that, I mean, really just like sweating and air guitars and everything. And it was really great to see that kind of vibe in the snake pit. And there was a really, really, um, a very heavy moment in there. I noticed during Fate of Black, I saw a, a man, must have been in his 60s. He definitely lived some life. There was no doubt you could see it in his face. And uh, and he just started crying out of nowhere. He hugged two or three people around him and he took his shirt off and buried his face in his shirt. And I was kind of just transfixed by by that energy because it, it just reminded me that, you know, everyone has a story mm-hmm. and an intense story at that. And he was just so obviously living through the lyrics and living through the music. And we take this for granted because, you know, we love this band and we've been around them for a long time. But this is, you know, an amazing resource for many people. And he was having a moment. And i got to just say this as well. One other thing. We were backstage before the gig and James came up to us. And in the corridors, they've been, they painted the logo really big. I mean, the, the logo is like, I don't know, 35 foot long and 20 feet high. I don't know, it's huge. But he just came up to us and he was like, wow. He said, have you seen that logo out there in the hall? And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just looked and he kind of was like, had that look far away, like smile. He said, I, I drew that on a napkin, like a, a few miles from here, like at the beginning. And he said, to see it that big, he said, and then he just kind of shook his head and smiled and you could tell he was getting emotional about it. And uh, yeah, there were a lot of good vibes last night. That is cool. Yeah. I mean, every single time I walk into one of these enormous stadiums and SoFi Stadium, it's enormous. And see our show in it, the sheer scale of the M72 operation, just, it just it's rammed home. And mm-hmm. I don't really know how to get this across to people. So, you know, we've been helped out with some stats 
from our wonderful team. They've given us some stat sheets, and I think this is the only way to really get it across. I mean, so folks, check this out. It takes 92 chucks, 40 production, and 52 steel to cart this behemoth around. Wow. And when you say it like that, but then you think of it, it all seems completely seamless and very efficient. Yeah. And efficient 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) It takes 24 hours to load that production in. And that only happens after the 14 ton towers are built. So that's a lot of time and a lot of stuff. And it is quicker coming down. I mean, it only takes six and a half hours to load out, which again, does not include those towers. And we'll tell you a little bit more about the towers and everything else down the road, because we have a bunch of really interesting M72 tour stats to share on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. And look, this is, by the way, it's as much for us as as you out there, but you know, we're, we're the sharing types. So, you know, you'll hear more stats as we go through the M72 tour. So there I was in Arlington at rehearsal the night before show one. Everyone had left the building, save Lars, who was working on some stuff late into the night, as he likes to do. I mean, by the way, this guy is working harder on this tour than I've ever seen. I mean, he's in there like practice, practice, practice. He's really working. Anyway, I wandered in with my little portable mic set up and, you know, (laughs) I sat down and started to shoot the breeze with him as I do. And as we uh, get into stuff and chit chat and, you know, we've been asking people, as you know, to send in their audio submissions and these questions and experiences. And I did have one lined up, but God damn it, it just wouldn't play. So I had to read it to him. And Bob from Louisville had asked about drummers that were on LU's mind at this moment in time, because, you know, he goes through phases and he likes some things like right now, you know, what's he into? What drummers is he listening to? seems like a simple question, right? Oh no. (laughs) Lars took that, that wonderful deep dive that he does on these things. And he just went all in on Blue Oyster Cult. And uh, I'll let him explain, but I just want you to know, I absolutely fucking love these moments when they happen because they come from nowhere. They're spontaneous. They're a lot of fucking fun. And this is, this is him. He's been like this since he was a a teenager, a younger. He's an obsessive music lover. And you are about to get a little snippet of that. I'm going through a blue oyster cult phase right now and getting into what, what happens to me is I get into different stuff of different artists at different times. And right now, my go-to early Blue Oyster Cult record has been Secret Treaties for years. And I just, in the last week or two, have been digging into Tyranny and Mutation, which has got Hot Rails to Hell, Seven Screaming Disbusters, The Red and the Black. So I'll have to say Albert Burchard, who's the drummer and one of the primary songwriters in Blue Oyster Cult. And he actually sings lead on a bunch of the songs. He was actually one of the first singing drummers. So my tip to you, Bob, in Louisville would be go check out some of the early Blue Oyster Cult records. Get into a little Tyranny Mutation, but the fallback early Blue Oyster Cult album is always Secret Treaties with ME262, Dominance, Submission, Career of Evil, Harvester of Eyes, The Subhuman, but the best one has to... Come on! 
Oh my God, that is so good. For anyone who thinks it's all burning for you and don't fear the reaper, indeed, it is not. <laughs> so that was his iPad or, <laughs> I, or iPhone or whatever that he was listening yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, no, Blue no, that, no, no, look, out came the iPhone, <laughs> starts blasting the tunes. And, you know, this is, this. I'm trying to explain, this is how it rolls That's when great. he gets into that groove. And you just get sucked in. It's like, you know, his enthusiasm, he drags you in. And, you know, it's, look, for the my third F-bomb of this segment, it's fucking cool. <laughs> I love it, right? And I got it, look. There's surely no prizes for guessing where the, the the iPhone iPod ended up at the end of the festivities. Oh wait, I want to guess. I want to guess. I know there's no prize. Manchester. He took it to Manchester and Oasis. Did Bingo. I it? Yeah. yeah, you got it. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, look, great times, and I'm hoping we're going to be sharing more of those. Well, that was the perfect musical interlude because we have some news from All Within My Hands. We're launching an ice cream bar. This is an ice cream bar to benefit the foundation. As you know, part of our mission is the fight against hunger, right? And this is the same as enlightened ice cream. These folks make healthy ice cream. And we're doing this together just in time for Metallica's Phoenix shows. If you've heard of Enlightened, great. If not, all I can say is yum. I have been a fan for a very long time. Basically, it's ice cream made with less sugar than traditional desserts. And they even have dairy-free options and they have keto options. What? Come yeah. on. Come on. What? So All Within My Hands is launching a healthy ice cream bar. I mean, give yes. me a break. That's not possible. A healthy ice cream? It is true. And it's I can't go into it, like how this is done. But what I can tell you is All Within My Hands partnered with Enlightened. And not only is it healthy ice cream, but we created an ice cream bar that's not just any old bar. It's a guitar-shaped ice cream bar. Oh, I'm wait. so excited about it. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. I, no. I mean, look, I, actually, I am looking at it and uh, it does look like it is modeled after the ESP truckster. Is that right? Exactly, my friend. And we didn't just make this up. We went straight to the source. We went to Matt Massindaro, the president of ESP Guitars. He sent us the dimensions and the details of the truckster for the design of the first of its kind guitar bar ice cream. <laughs> and of course, because we are a nonprofit organization, a portion of proceeds will go to All Within My Hands, specifically towards our food insecurity initiatives. And a- another cool thing about this is once you've finished eating the ice cream, if you feel so inclined, you can use the stick as a tiny little air guitar. <laughs> right? That would be kind of fun, you know. There you go. See? Yeah. Anyway, we've decided to break this ice cream news here because Phoenix is currently the hottest city in America, temperature wise, that is. So, what better an environment to eat ice cream than a blazing hot one? I know, right? And what better pairing for ice cream? whiskey. So it's no secret that this pod is sponsored by Black and Whiskey. And mm-hmm. this is the moment at which you usually hear that deep voice comes in and tells you all about the sonic enhancement and the right. barrels and, you know, it's an and advert, and such a, and, yeah, which yeah. is great. I mean, that's all great stuff. But we thought it might be fun to actually tell you what it's like to drink this. Mm-hmm. So Renee and I have a bottle of Blackened in front of us. Renee, you have your accoutrements for how you like to drink your Blackened? I do. I prefer to make a cocktail. I like my Manhattan with my Blackened whiskey in it. And I, I will tell you, frankly, I've been eyeballing that bottle since we walked in. So thank you. Okay. Well, why don't you make your drink now? And I'm just going to tell people that I don't have any of those fancy accoutrements. I have a couple (laughs) of ice cubes. There they go. I'm going to pour the whiskey over the top. 
Wow. It goes down so well. It really does. And it makes me want to have more, which is oh yeah, it's an added benefit, right? And the biggest benefit of all is that when I wake up the next morning after an evening with some blackened, I do not feel like I've been hit with a 10-ton sledgehammer, which is brilliant. I mean, it, it's, it's great going down and it's great when you get up the next morning. So yeah, truly delicious. And you know, I'm more of a one and done kind of a girl, but yeah, blackened whiskey, it's unique and you can find the award-winning blackened whiskey. It's available at your local retailer or blackandwhiskey.com. As you all know, Metallica hold a great value and respect for their guests, aka the support bands, and M72 has seen some of the best yet. Over the course of the entire tour, we'll be checking in with all of them and making sure that you get to know them better, as well as hearing their experiences on M72. And that brings me to Wolfgang Van Halen, with whom I had the great pleasure of speaking recently about how their M72 adventure is going. It certainly took us with all of Europe just to figure out where to set up our stuff because we didn't have, you know, we're a baby band. We don't have very long cables. You know, we had to like, re, you know, get some different cables and stuff. You know, we we had to go wireless uh, for this tour. We, we, we have not been on wireless at all. Um, and it's tough for me because like I'm locked to a mic and a pedal board, so I can't really venture too far away. Uh, luckily, uh, uh, Ronnie and Frank can kind of get a couple laps in cause they don't need to be at the mic constantly. But, uh, yeah, man, it is, uh, first off, it's an unbelievable, uh, honor to, to be here. Um, everybody has been so wonderful to us and the band has been so kind and welcoming. Uh, it's just a ridiculous, like dream. Uh, uh, to be here. Um, but yeah, the, the stage is, is such a, it's a funny thing. I've never seen, seen anything like it, let alone played on anything like it. So it's, I think now that we're what, seven, eight, nine shows in, I think we finally have the hang of it a little bit. <laughs> now, since the M72 tour started, Mammoth WVH have released their sophomore album, Mammoth 2. Uh, by the way, the tracks Take a Bow and Optimus are just excellent. Damn, that man can both write a groove and sing. I mean, he does everything actually, to fairness. But anyway, here's Wolfgang talking about the new album, Mammoth 2. The structure of the album is really uh, intentional. I think, you know, the first half is, it hits really hard. Um, and then as you get midway through the album, it starts to open up into more uh, uh, experimental places. I think Take a Bow was a, was a big um, shift for me in my songwriting and, and, and kind of taking a chance because there's this big guitar solo moment on there that I've never really done, uh, you know, to kind of let that section breathe. It was really interesting. And then opening up the second side of, of the album is, uh, is Optimist. And that's a really, uh, different song because it's, it's in first it's in seven, four, it's a different time signature and it's just uh, really heavy. I think you can hear my, my heavier, almost like a tool influence on that song for sure. Ooh, I'm going to need to check those songs out. I love Tool, so anything influenced by them works for me. Yeah, and look, the, he loves Tool, he loves Meshuggah. I mean, mm. you know, Wolf's, Wolf's got many strings to his bow, and, you know, thankfully we'll be able to hear m much more about them on this pod as time goes on. I'm digging my way digging my way to something. 
So I need to take a, a, just a minute to thank the many fans who came out to volunteer at the Tarrant Area Food Bank in Texas. Gabriel Hernandez was there from Mexico City, Michelle Chacho from Wisconsin, and especially this fella, Joe Lundblade. He was hugely helpful in organizing the event with me while we were in town. We try to host volunteer events as part of each M72 tour weekend takeover. If you go to allwithinmyhands.org, you'll be able to find the link on how to join us if you ever want to. Anyway, we are at our Family Matters feature. So let us introduce you to Lance Martin. He's the chapter head for one of the newest Metallica fan club chapters out of Mississippi. They're called Magnolia Militia. And I caught up with Lance at the food bank. Quick little story. Met this guy in New Jersey named Pedram. Okay. He's an uh, Iranian and uh, lives in Chicago now. We were in line together and just started chatting and hung out a couple of times over the weekend. And I knew he was coming into town and I reached out to him. I was like, hey, man, um, my buddies that were going to be in my hotel room had to bump out. Do you want to like room? It's closer to the venues, a bit of a nicer hotel. And he was like, yeah, dude, that would be awesome. So I get a text message from him Thursday. Hey, they just opened the snake pit contest. You register and I'll be your plus one. I'll register. You be my plus one. Is that a deal? I was like, yeah, man, deal. So I registered. I pull over Thursday night. I drove from Mississippi. It's Thursday night. It's like, I don't know, 1030. I pull into Bucky's. And I get all my snacks and a couple other chapter heads are like, I won Snake Pit. And I was kind of anxious. I didn't want to check. You know, yeah. there was still a little bit of hope. And I opened my email and it's like, you're a Snake Pit winner. Yay! Yeah, it was awesome. So <laughs> first Snake Pit, um, we got there early. We were set up on what I call the, the final half of the show side. So I could see James's station to my right. Rob stationed to my left, and we were right in front of Kirk's pedal. And so it was just amazing. And then during the show, people around us were getting notifications. Sorry, you're not a winner. And I told Pedram, I was like, check your email, dude. And so he checked his email. He was a winner. So we're going to be back in there tomorrow (laughs) Tomorrow. night. So it's just uh, this entire weekend is I couldn't script it any better. It's amazing. So Lance and his buddy Pedram both won that weekend snake pit contest and both sorted each other out with snake pit access? Yeah. Oh, man, that indeed is family mattering, right? I know, right? And and what are the odds? Every M72 tour stop has some kind of contest. All you have to do is go to Metallica.com slash contests, and I suggest win them all. (laughs) Ha, win them all. That's it for this week. Next week, we'll hear from the mighty Kirk Hammett. Until then, see ya. The Metallica Report is produced by Metallica HQ, Pantheon Media, and PopCult. If you like what we're doing here, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to visit Metallica.com slash podcast to submit your questions, offer your thoughts, and become a part of this podcast. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.